Previously on AMC's The Walking Dead. You're hiding something. What have you done? I'm a sinner. But those sins, I confess them to God. You understand what's at stake here, right? Yes, I do. Welcome to PPNs, The Pulping Dead. I'm Mike. I'm MB. And tonight we're discussing Strangers. That is the title, right? That is the title. I can I check this just in the event that we would forget because we did that a lot last season. So Okay. I'm glad to see one of us is professional. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> uh, you know, more professional. Yeah. Slightly. Yeah, okay, okay, that's that's accurate. But um yeah, this is episode two of season five of AMC's The Walking Dead that we'll be discussing. Yes. Interesting episode, slow down episode after the uh, the action stuff, but not well, so. Uh, things things didn't explode, so yeah, things didn't explode. I wouldn't say it was necessarily a uh, slow episode, just you know, normal. Intentionally kind of focused. I would say I would say it was focused is a good way to put it. Yeah, honed on a lot of character stuff, which I'm gonna go ahead and go into my thoughts on this episode. I like this episode a lot. Yes, I enjoyed. I felt like this episode was really kind of the best example so far of all of the characters growing yeah. and having reached a point of growth to where they've ascended to another level, kind of. Because I felt like season four was all about kind of getting them to that point, and this is just them fully realized, in a way. Yeah, no uh, no spinning wheels, character-wise. Yeah, like, I think the biggest, I mean, obviously the biggest one is Rick, who, if you think about it, has gone through an entire character arc now, and he's just kind of reached the end of it. After five seasons, he's just kind of evolved into what he is now, which is, at first, he was, like everyone, he was scared and afraid in this strange, weird world, but he had to take charge. Then he got really angry and really kind of psychotic. Then he just delved further into madness after the death of Laurie. Then season four started out, and he was just kind of a babbling, incoherent mess, trying to pick up the pieces and losing everything and becoming more babbling and incoherent. (laughs) And now we just kind of see him coming to terms with everything and accepting everything and being, being at one with this weird universe he's having to cope with. Like, he's finally understood that... There's no right or wrong way to do it. He just does it the way he has to. Like, he explains to Carl that he's not safe. No matter what he does, he's just accepted he's not safe. There's no way to fix what's been done to the world. There's no way to survive correctly. They just have to trust each other. And it's a real moment of humanity from Rick where it just kind of shows that he's come back. And now he's just kind of... He's still kind of taking charge, but the rictatorship is over. Yeah, he's just, uh, he's leader, but not by insanity. Yeah, he's just leader because he's got that strength of character. He's the guy who takes charge naturally, even in the presence of guys like Abraham, who are used to taking charge. And you also get a lot of good character stuff with, like, Bob and Sasha, Tyrese, uh, Carol gets a lot of interesting stuff where she's kind of at a crossroads. Because she doesn't know what to do now that she's back with everyone. and Very nice uh, scene between Rick and Carol there at the beginning. Yeah, 
where he's essentially just saying he's essentially doing the opposite of what season three or four Rick would have done, which is saying he forgives her for everything and extending an invitation to her to join the group and then kind of turning it around and saying, well, you accept us. Yeah. And she just kind of doesn't know what to do with herself, which I thought was interesting because I think this is the first time she's kind of had to face what she did with open eyes as opposed to where she was last season, where she just kind of thought that was the thing to do. Yeah. I think what the, what happened with the girls kind of shook her up and made her realize that maybe what she did was kind of messed up. (laughs) Very much so. And she's kind of having to deal with it. And then Tyrese is going with this whole thing where thankfully they dropped the whole, I can't keep killing thing that was going on last episode for now. Anyway, yeah, for now, but they put him in a good place where it's like he's kind of the they set up realistically his relationship with Rick in the comics where they would trust each other to that level, which I thought was kind of genius because it gives Judas Judith more of a purpose to be there. And it gives Tyrese just that standing within the group. Yeah, I like how they set up there is a uh, honesty in the relationships between the characters. Yeah, now, which feels uh, more like you said they're, they're fully realized as a group. Yeah, which I think was always kind of missing before. They had a little bit of that in season three when Michonne joined the group, but I don't think they ever really kind of got there to the level that they are now. Like you look at them walking down the road with each other, like at the beginning, and they're they're a group, they're a family. Like Rick said, they're not really. Like, I thought it was interesting that he refers to them as a family, even though there are new recruits, and they're like Alana, Masterson's character. Um, he finds Abraham. Rosita hot, so. Yeah, Rosita. I and mean, Eugene, come on. He, he sees that mullet. You know things are happening in the background. Oh, yeah. It is the South. I don't know what I mean by that, but. <laughs> I like to think Abraham just is in a shack somewhere, just going on about the, like, whatever uh initiative and rick's just like oh yeah speak slowly speak slowly i like abraham and his muscular tits (laughs) weird looking i also like how he awkwardly eats with everyone like i don't know who any of you are (laughs) what is is this food you have in front of me (laughs) like he just doesn't understand the air in front of him Uh, weird dude (laughs) (laughs) but uh this episode was prominent because it introduced father gabriel Yes. A character from the comic books, which I have not read the comic books featuring him, but found what his deal was actually pretty fascinating because he kind of highlighted how far everyone else had come by being one of the first characters in a long time to act normally yeah. in the zombie world, which is being scared out of his mind and kind of being a coward and not really fighting and kind of having his own baggage to deal with. It, it was it was kind of neat to see that juxtaposition with everyone else who's just kind of, they've been through everything at this point, so they're just used to it. From what I know of the comics, Gabriel's pretty much unchanged, at least story-wise. Yeah. Or we'll see how that goes off, but... Yeah. It's, I mean, even as someone who doesn't know the comics, she can kind of tell where it's heading, but it's still fascinating to see just what his role is in all of this and to see how he gets introduced also with the scene of him in the zombie pit, just kind of 
freaking out because you can tell something's something very dark happened. Yeah, he knew the uh, the character, the zombie with the glasses. He knew her. Yeah, but I did love the slime zombie variants. The uh, I like the animatronic one they threw in there, the one that attacked Bob, pulled him underneath, underneath the water. Yeah, which for oh. a second I was like, oh, Bob, oh, no, my. alas, okay. yeah. Well, I I do think I mean this is kind of going into weird. Uh, okay, um, trying to word this in a way that doesn't spoil the comics, but yeah. we won't go into spoilers for uh, the comics or anything. But I think just. If you're going from Bob's reaction at the end of the episode, yeah, when he, 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 you know, he's pretty much saying goodbye to Sasha and then goes outside and cries. Yeah. It's pretty clear something happened when he was pulled underneath the water. Yeah, he was bitten. Uh, I'm pretty sure that that's the last we'll ever see of Bob and the group, and that his time is a coming because the way he ends up is yikes. Yeah, not, uh, we should probably talk about the ending because that's that's the meat right there. Other than <laughs> I think we all yes, I usually wow, like. Wow, you went for it, didn't you? I've had that in my head all day. Um, really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether to be impressed or just sad. I thought about it in the shower, but um, or you do all your thinking. I do, as we've a lot of pulp nightmares start with. I was in the shower. <laughs> so, uh, That's your comfort zone. It is. Uh, but, you go yeah. in there to eat fries. Don't, don't tempt me to combine showers and food, dude. Don't. I already play Angry Birds in there. But um, uh, let me talk about, talk about the ending now, because everything kind of built up to that ending. Like, a lot of guys' character stuff, you know, a few of it was maybe a few moments heavy-handed, but I like how there was just... Handling the big group, I think, was done well. The episode was written by Kirkman, so it makes sense. Where there's just you know, little conversations between characters here and there. Yeah, I thought like it was cool to see Tara just flat out clear the air and say, "Okay, I was with the governor's group, and I was with the guy that killed your father. I don't want anything to happen later on where it's like this big dramatic thing." So I'm just putting it out there and. She, Maggie just kind of accepts it. It's just so much so different than how Walking Dead usually handles these things. Which is just drawn out to insane proportions. Yeah, which is TV people doing TV things. Yeah. Uh, though I do disagree with Michonne. Uh, she should miss her sword, and she should get her sword back as soon as possible. Well, that's the thing is that once they encounter the uh, Terminus group, I feel like that's going to be the moment where she gets her money shot of getting the sword back. You think one of them has the sword? Yes, I think so. I think it's bullshit that Carol didn't pick the sword off the goddamn table. She had a crazy woman to fight, to be fair. She brought the fucking watch back, but she can pick up the goddamn sword? I think she was too afraid of its power. (sighs) She was afraid she would suck the soul from it and... Wait, I'm thinking of Katana. Never mind, never mind. There could be a crossover. You don't know. But um, the, the ending, uh, where Bob is gonked over the side of the head and comes to... And the big baddie of Terminus reveals himself. Gareth just being a supervillain, which is kind of awesome. Being a supervillain, and they're just being cannibals. Yeah, finally, confirmation of the cannibals. Yeah, cannibals. they're just they're just eating them. Like, there's no two ways about it. They're just eating them. Yeah, and I like how they were able to explain that, you know, it didn't start with just eating people and 
Yeah. They were able to clear some air, I thought, with that. But we talked about last last year about like how the hell did they escalate to cannibalism. Yeah. Uh, we also see that the guy Tyrese said he killed is still alive. Oh, oh, I'm actually I must have missed that. Yeah, he's one of the he's one of the first shots when Bob's coming to and looking around. There's a clear view of that. To be guy. fair, that dude has like the least descriptive face imaginable. So he was wearing his hat. That's the only really. Uh, that's how I knew to look at his face closer. He was wearing that goddamn hat. All I was, I was to be okay. I to be explain it. I was really concerned for Bob's safety because it's Bob. It's fucking Bob, man. I was so it's, terrified for Bob when Bob went outside to cry. I was like, no, Bob, no. no. Not and, Bob. And he did the most Bob thing imaginable in the beginning of the episode, which is finding positive things to say about <laughs> anything. Like, I was just, I was just Shasha want, said, like, lynching, and then Bob tried to figure out how to make that positive. <laughs> it's just... It, he would have. He would have, because it's fucking Bob. Bob. Bob's the best of us. I... I'm really going to be sad when Bob leaves us because I can't believe Bob's going. Like, there, he, Bob needs to stick around for more than one season. It's fucking Bob. And Kill Sasha. Sasha can go. Leave Bob. Bob's one of us. And last season, you wouldn't have said that because Sasha was the hot chick. But now, Bob's even hotter. Like, it's it's that crazy. I changed my mind. Well, also we have the lesbian and Maggie and, um, of Listen. course, Rosita. Yeah. Listen, kill Rick. Just leave Bob. <laughs> just Rick wakes up with one leg and somebody's eating it. What the fuck? No, no, just... with one arm. With one arm. That's how you do it. <laughs> Wait, finally you do it. I knew it. So, uh, so Gareth is eating Bob. Yeah, that's the big reveal is that Bob's leg has been severed and we see it over a fire and they're all eating meat from it. Yeah, finally, full-on goddamn cannibals. And they, uh, and Gareth refers to them to them as hunters. But wow is the joke on them. <laughs> yes. If if we are correct and Bob has been I, fit, then they're fucked. Well, I assume, yeah. I assume it's going to go down that way because, I mean, what else could it have... Why else would he have been out there? Why else would he have had the final kiss with Sasha? Maybe he was... It is possible this is that's all a red herring. Uh, this scene being the way it was in reference to something else is all the red herring, and Bob was just going outside to cry because he was about to reveal that he came from space. Bob would do that. <laughs> and Bob crash-landed here he just, 50 years ago. <laughs> he just loves humanity so much. That's why he was crying. Bob is the Martian Manhunter. I knew it. Prove me otherwise. He just can't bring himself to reveal his true Martian nature. I mean, that's why he loves everything, because he's experienced Oreos. Yes, and but now that is the time for him to go back to Mars, his home planet. Yeah, he's been summoned. And, I mean, ironically enough, he could take them all with him, but he knows he can't because they would die in space. He can't make that sacrifice. Yeah. Plus he has, he has to, to go. Plus he has to go battle Mogo. So. Yeah. Also, it's going to be really awkward when he goes back to his Martian wife and explains that he had an Earth wife. Uh, they have a very open relationship. I, it is Bob. It's Bob. You know, it, that's just the kind you of life he leads. You can't stay right mad at Bob. No, just look at his face. Just look at his face. Just always high. 
a life. So goddamn high. <sighs> I'm going to miss you, Bob. At least we do have more Bob. Gonna, you, soon. you know what? I'm just going to say this. I, it's not so much Bob. I'm going to miss Bob's leg. You know what? Bob had a solid leg. I think I think I'm gonna miss his leg the most. I do like. I am amused that everybody who has positivity on the show, Herschel, Bob, loses their leg. So if you see anybody else getting really positive, a they're gonna die, uh, b they're gonna lose their leg. Yeah. So I'm just gonna say this right now, uh, Carl. Yeah, Carl. Start being Carl's negative, gonna, dude. Yeah, Carl. You need your legs. You need to run. <laughs> yeah, their legs are. I don't know if you know this, Carl. You're just a child. Legs are important. Yeah, I know you got. I know you want. You also, want everybody to be a goddamn superhero and save everybody. Legs. That's all we're saying. Also, you need to reinforce a negative influence on Judith so she doesn't be positive and lose wow. her legs. Inconvenient. What that would be. You already have a baby in the apocalypse. Now you have a legless baby. That would be that would be the worst, and Bob wouldn't be there to cheer everyone up. The fuck it, and you know what? This is all Tyrese's fault <sighs> because he, left, he didn't kill him. He left that guy alive. That guy was able to lead them to the group. You know, I'm glad Carol killed his girlfriend. Yeah, I'm pretty happy with it too. He deserved it. Fuck you, Tyrese. I never thought I'd say that, but you took Bob away from us. The superior Tyrese. I don't mean that. Ah, I, I like it. I, I was trying to figure out like just, if, if Bob would invent like a different hammer. Bob, see. Bob would wield a sword of positivity. My God, he would turn all the zombies back to human with just with sheer positive reinforcement. No, you're a human, man. Bob, Bob is reincarnated, Walking Dead Jesus. My God, he is. That's why he was so taken with the father. <laughs> He's son of Bob. <laughs> son of Robert. Laura Palmer, no. Um, so, um, anyway. Yeah, our Bobisms aside, great episode. Very good episode. Uh, I do, I do, go on. Also, I just want to point out before we get too far ahead and wrap up, Abraham's speech was amazing. Abraham's speech was pretty goddamn good. I was, I thought, I thought it was going to be cheesy at first. He, he was good. He was good. He Abrahamed it up. Uh, Abraham's a badass. Yes. I like how he continues to be even in the presence of Rick and, Daryl and all of them. Oh, speaking of Daryl, we forgot that uh, the mysterious car returned. Even though I don't think anybody remembered there was the cross in the back, so whatever, I accept it. But there, I, I mean, I when I saw the cross, I was like, yeah, that's the car that took Beth. No, oh, I didn't. I didn't. I never noticed the cross the first time watching that episode. Uh, I just find it funny that they're still driving around <laughs> <laughs> like they've never stopped. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> that's just in the back screen. <laughs> So Daryl and Carol, you know, took off after him. Yeah. Well, okay, is there something I missed about the car suddenly working? Uh, Carol uh, uh, hooked up, I think. Well, you see, she hooked up a jumper to it, I believe. Ah, okay. Because I wasn't sure if that was what was in the back. Like, Yeah, yeah that's what she put in the back. Because I wasn't sure what that thing was. I thought it was like, it looked like a one of those emergency weather system kit things. I wasn't sure if it was a battery or some sort or what. She had weather balloons. Let's not get into that show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do hope for the future that uh, we're not we're not in for a season of people just uh, saying, "Hey, we have to forget the past over and over again for like eight episodes." <laughs> we have to forget what we did. Yeah, I, I really fucking hope that's not <laughs> what we're in for. Well, thank 
thankfully, Lenny James is not going to appear on The Walking Dead, <laughs> as far as we know. <laughs> Though, this does bring up an interesting point. What is Dark Knight Morgan doing while all this is going down? Um, I assume he's going to show up in a mech at, like, right before the hunters kill everybody. And he's going to fire rockets at them, obliterating them. A mech made out of cans <laughs> and mason jars? Yes. And cereal boxes. I don't know. Cereal boxes, and it's powered on crazy. It's hooked up to his head. It's like it's like that scene in Spider-Man 2 where you see the tentacles go into the back of his head. <laughs> he, he has an emitter chip that controls his higher brain function, which is just craziness. We're going way too into this. Yeah, you went on a journey there. Yeah, I um, I apologize. I just whenever it gets to Morgan, crazy stuff just happens. I accept it. We we got to clear. We got to clear, MB. Got to clear. Got to clear. But uh, yeah. Anyway, that's my only hope for the future. That we don't have a bunch of. We gotta learn with. We gotta live with what we did. <laughs> like I don't want this to be low winter sun. Nobody wants that. <laughs> Nobody I, wants that. Nobody wants that to be low winter sun. Nobody wants it to be the strain. <laughs> I, I just, it's Walking Dead, so I worry about these things. Well, it's a valid worry because the show has gone through some very tough times. Yeah, we've, uh, you know, one episode can be a season two episode. The entire season can't be a season two. Yeah. Or the second half of last season. Or just things peppered throughout the show. The show's had problems with this. Or any Andrea-featured episode of Season 3. Yeah. Yeah. So, let's say you get to Tyrese killing people. Let's have everyone just accept what they done did. By the way, also, let's face it, Michonne was lying when she said she missed Andrea. Well, she was hot. No, you see, you forget. Michonne knew good Andrea. Before Woodbury. Before the Dark Times. Before the governor. <laughs> the young man named Philip. The people of mine in his early turned people. Uh, the important thing is we're getting ever closer to Nagan. I did halfway expect them to just pull a fast one on us and just have Nagan be the one who kidnapped Bob. <laughs> Fucking. Because <laughs> we, we're officially in the 60s of the comic now. So It is weird to think that we've gotten this far. It's scary to think the show is going to catch up with the comic really fucking quickly. Well, the comic's ending, too, so... Not for a while, though. Yeah, like, but eventually it's going to get to that place where it's like, uh, what's running what? Yeah, uh, it's going to be... Because what the what's the show going to do? Like, it's going to be... It's going to be fucking weird, especially because the show's already going to end before the comic, probably. Yeah. So, because it... I, because there's a possibility that, you know, the season finale could be Nagan, but I'm thinking Nagan's probably going to be a mid-season finale or premiere season I also six. see this. I also see this as a solid eight-season show. Yeah, yeah, I would say that. Like, I don't see I don't see being able to squeeze too many more seasons out unless they really prolong stuff. The question is, will they get money at some point? It's AMC. Of course they won't. Yeah, they're gonna. I want them to just cancel the uh, spinoff thing and just take the money they were gonna use to film that and just put it to the show so we can get out of the goddamn fucking woods. Or they could always, you know, cancel one of their other shows that nobody cares about at this point, like Comic Book Man. <laughs> <laughs> like, can we? Like, how are they gonna pull off Alexandria? How are they gonna pull off having a tiger? 
Tigers are expensive, Mike. I don't know if you know about conservationism. Um, it'll be CGI like Bubastis. I would be all for that. <laughs> the uh, tiger is also purple. Yes, and has horns and is just looks terrible. Looks really bad. Bubastis. Anyway, Bubastis aside. <laughs> I never thought that was how we wrap one of these up. It's appropriate. I don't know. It's not appropriate at all, but I like saying it is because it makes the show. <laughs> You're making it more confusing. I know. I know. Aren't I? Aren't I? Anyway. You you just cleared us. Clear. Speaking of clearing, this has been The Pulping Dead. We're talking about the episode Strangers, Season 5. And I've been Mike. I've been B. R.I.P. Bob's leg. Bob was always right. Right.